0: I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself, and there's some stories I can tell you. I had to fail, had to
1: fall, just for what I did well,
0: and some For the first I time in this new series, it's the final word daily. Adam Collins with you in London. Cam Ponsonby in Hyderabad. India, England daily for Westfield, London. Westfield, Stratford City, more extra, less ordinary. Cam, you've just flown in, you've gone straight to the ground. Uh, you're our globe-trotting correspondent for the next seven or eight weeks or whatever it works out to be. How are you feeling?
1: So happy to be here. So excited to be here. I was a bit anxious about 24 hours ago. It all felt a bit rushed, but then coming up the steps, I'm such a child in that. When you get to the kind of peak of a staircase and you see the grass of a stadium, a new stadium, and the excitement built a little bit. I only decided to come back because Westfield was back. We are a package deal in the World Cup, World Cup, and now we're in again for the India series. No, it's been very exciting, and it, yeah, I haven't, haven't got to the hotel yet at all, so I've come straight to the ground, ready to go.
0: So we've got Jeff and Barat doing the Australia West Indies dailies, and you and I will be doing India-England this week. A bit of mixing and matching, but you'll be the one constant throughout the five test matches. As I mentioned before, starting at Hyderabad, that, that, that sensation of walking into the ground, Brendan McCullum said something similar Yesterday, having enjoyed so much success there as both a New Zealand player and, and of course, in the Indian Premier League. But there is a lot of attention on the way that England are going to come at this task, whether their uh, brand of cricket over the last couple of years will be sustainable on tracks that will rag from uh, minute one, probably. That's the hint from England's side, more than a hint. They've picked three specialist spinners and just one seamer, which we saw Australia do a little bit of last year. I think they did it in tests. No, three, four... uh, Certainly in a couple of them. I can't remember which configuration now. It's been a while. But England cutting straight to the car chase. Joe Root is a part-time spinner as well. Ben Stokes fit to go. Uh, and yes, that uh, they will be uh, playing a debutant in Tom Hartley uh, and Rayan Ahmed for his second opportunity for England in the whites. Along with, of course, Jack Leach, who missed uh, the most recent England Test Series against Australia with stress fractures in the English summer.
1: Yeah, I think one of the key differences between when we look at Australia having done it and now England doing it, was Australia's team was Pat Cummins and England's is Mark Wood. Kind of Mark Wood has been given an express kind of uh, piece of advice, or like instruction is the word I'm looking for in terms of your bowling short spells. We're just going to ask you to bowl as quickly as possible. When the ball starts reversing, you're coming into the attack. But it's interesting with this series because because in India are so good at home. They've I think it's lost. They've lost three of their last forty six Test matches here. If England yeah. lose, that is not an indictment on of their strategy. And the whole point is, they're coming out here, does basble work in India? I don't know if basble, I don't think England have to win to show that basble works. I think the last decade and change has shown that any method of cricket that comes out here ultimately fails. And no one ever comes out here and plays five test matches. So it's going to be even harder for England to, to win on that front. But the reason why they're more upsets in T20 cricket versus test cricket is because it's a more volatile game and when you add in England's attacking mindset with the bats and the wickets that are going to turn from day one that creates high variance volatile test cricket and it seems like the most likely scenario or most likely combination of factors that could lead to a team beating India. That being said, that's kind of the that's the side of my brain that wants to be here in two months time and it being two all Mm. going into the last test match. The pragmatic side of me still goes like Cam, it's probably going to be five-nil. India are amazing, and they're better. Ravi Ashwin and Ravindra Jadeja are better than Tom Hartley and Ryan Ahmed. I don't mean to shock anyone with those uh, with those with those takes.
0: Yeah, look, I, I agree with you. And look, there, there, there's there's two different phases to India's dominance since 2012 at home. I think it's four losses, right? There were um, a couple against Australia and two others along the way. The first half of it were played on very um, very flat tracks where the, 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 the practice was to run the scoreboard up, high-scoring matches, and just to do them slowly. The last five or six years has been very different. We spoke to Jiteshwar Pajara on the podcast last year down at Hoven. India's batters don't love this as a rule because they know that it brings their own numbers down. It makes it harder for them to have an influence. It puts them right in the middle of the lottery. But it does mean that with two master exponents of their craft in Ashwin and Judaysha, it makes it so different, so difficult for foreign batsmen coming over there and trying to get a start when playing conventionally. So I agree with you that the more scattergun way of playing cricket, a really small uh, example of this was Zach Crawley back at uh, the day-night test match at, um, at uh, UMDABAD in, in 2021, I think it was, during the pandemic. He only made 50-odd, but he did so at a strike rate of about 120 on that first morning. And they might take some inspiration from that in that if you can go early and try and put some pressure back on the fielding team, and that's what baseball, if you want to use that term, has been all about, putting as much pressure on the fielding team as possible uh, in order to make them make bad decisions and to play outside of their comfort zone. So if they can do that to India, it's a bloody big ask. But if they can, it could be the kind of series where there is volatility naturally built into it. On the other hand, if the techniques don't hold up against the spinning ball, and it is going through the surface from morning one, and maybe it will or maybe it won't it might turn into a series where it's more like indoor last year where the pitches were set up to uh, explode for a minute one or it might be uh, more like it was in chennai back in 2021 where it took a couple of days to get really difficult either way um, it's going to be fascinating to watch and the fact that ben stokes is there feels super important cam we didn't know as recently as 48 hours ago whether he'd be fit to take the field after his knee surgery but um, that's even just the fact that he's the presence of Ben Stokes had it not been Stokes it would have been Ollie Pope leading this England team uh, in India which feels like a, a huge hurdle for a younger player to clear but at least with Stokes there's always that inbuilt belief
1: For sure and I think the, the question about England isn't whether they'll try and take down the Indian attack it's whether they'll succeed in doing so that Zach Crawley innings you yeah. mentioned a couple of years ago I, I, that was the innings where I think we all kind of drank the Kool-Aid and went right Zach Crawley's the best player in the world this is amazing and then you then compare it with his other opening partner of this series ben duckett he obviously has his own narrative with ravi ashwin and kind of yeah Ashwin just was all over him which is no shame on ben duckett's part and now he's going to come out here and he's i think he said in the interview with wisdom that he has about 100 different sweep shots or about 10 different sweep shots so if we, we can absolutely i can absolutely envisage a scenario where Ashwin's got the first over of a test match or first over of in innings and we're going to be seeing Ben Duckett reverse sweeping against him it's going to be so exciting so kind of interesting to watch and I think what's something that makes it more interesting to watch is the inclusion of Ben Stokes solely as a batter because Ben Stokes absence as an all-rounder creates like such problems for this England team in that it's a really kind of threadbare bowling attack you have one seam of three spinners plus Joe Root's and also there's no real balance to that batting line you have rayon ahmed at eight who's so exciting to watch but i don't think england would in a best case scenario would have him as high as eight currently but kind of like, like innovation is driven by necessity or is a kind of product of necessity you've got a captain here who loves just doing kind of quirky things in in his interview in his interviews with um yeah with his press conference with the uk written media a couple of days ago he said one of the things that Jack Leach will be really helpful for is that he can tell the other bowlers how I captain. He went, no, these guys will never have been, never have been led by someone like me, will never have been spoken to the way I'm about to kind of lead these guys and work the fields I'm about to set for them and that's very helpful to have an intermediary to kind of pat them on the back and go, don't worry, like, as long as you're trying to take wickets we really don't care if you're going at 4-5 and over. And because it's such an extreme condition and such a, a difficult place to come and try and win a game, let alone a series, I think we're going to be seeing some remarkable plans and kind of yeah, tactics from an England side led by Ben Stokes. And you, I mean, you touched on that there, had Stokes not been fit, I think that was a bit of a misnomer from McCullough. McCullum went, oh, we'll make that decision as late as possible. And Stokes went, "No, nah, I'm fit. Um, but like, you've got Pope as the vice captain, had Brook not gone home, would hope of being in the team or would have So gone in. There was, a, there was a lot of selection decisions for England to make until Harry Brooke unfortunately had to go home and then the team pretty much, and from a batting perspective at least, sorted itself out. Yeah, so to pick up a couple of bits
0: there, f- first of all with Jack Leach, he was the senior spinner in India uh, the last time they were there, bowling in tandem with Dom Bess. but he took plenty of wickets Leach, but he did take some tap as well, principally through Rishabh Pan, who's not there. India have signalled that they're going to pick a specialist keeper, and by that I mean they're not going to pick KL Rahul to have the gloves as good a job as he did in, in South Africa, and KL Rahul will be in the side, but but not keeping. So in all probability, final word fave KS Barat. Uh, back in the 11. I love, as I've said before in the podcast, I love the fact that there's still room for for a for a player like KS Barat in the Indian Test side. So much of the the story around this this group has been uh, you know short form skills uh, taking their Test game to a whole another level, whereas KS Barat and more a conventional classical player, um, tall wicketkeeper as well. Didn't have a great time of it against Australia this time last year with the gloves or the bats. So if he does get the nod, he'll, he'll have to perform. Uh, and then looking down at the England list, so the experience of, of Jack Leach and, uh, is one thing, but also the experience of Johnny Bairstow not going so well in India last time in that higgledy-piggledy flying blokes in, flying blokes out due to COVID and resting and so on, and we discussed that at length at the time. But when Bairstow returned to the side, he really did struggle. I wonder whether, uh, had Brooke remained with the squad, acknowledging Brooke's gone home for personal reasons and, and won't, be taking, uh, won't be taking his spot in the side, whether it would have been Bairstow making the final 11 over Ben Folks. And I must admit, partly I was... Uh, hoping for that, for the sheer chaos on social yeah. media. There would have been, a, I mean, remember when Ben Folks was left out of the Ashes squad uh, that made some people very upset that, that Besto got the nod ahead of him there. And we, we talked about that again in some detail about the, the relative worth of having a keeper as, as strong as Folks in the side. But had they gone for Besto in spinning conditions in mm-hmm. India, uh, that would have been quite something. Or it might have been that Folks got the nod and, and Besto missed out altogether, despite the fact that he's been so productive as a test player um, through the basketball regime, if you like. So they didn't have to make that decision. Both of them play.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think folks was always going to play. I think that was kind of a, a decision that may have been made a while ago. And then you kind of tease it forward rather than having to announce anything, commit to anything. Like the messaging was Ben folks comes back into the test squad and Johnny Bester was told you need to get fitter. And that's like that's public record that kind of they they went and told, gave him that message. And with that being the direction of travel, I think it would have just been a case that Johnny Berso would have sat out because then otherwise you're leaving out your kind of test vice captain. But both of them, both Berso and Pope had kind of very frenetic series in India last time. I remember an anecdote from um, a Surrey Academy coach who said as, as, he, as long as he can remember, going, to, going back to when Pope was 13, 14 years old, against spin, he'd paddle sweep the first ball we faced of it just to kind of get busy, to get going and we kind of saw that we've seen that in action with pope against Nathan Lyon in particular when he had real struggles over in the ashes um, but England don't have to worry about that their batting lineup is sorted um, and I also actually think it's it's just, obviously you're missing Harry Brook but it is aside from one absence which you kind of shake hands on I think if you gave an option to any team in the world you can have your top 7 of your top 8 batters as your top 7 I think you'd shake hands on that every single time. I think England will be very content with the batting line they're going to have out here. Um, I think it's the best kind of make to try and defeat this India team, which is just going to be... They're, they're going to try and... Rather than letting it get to day four or five, which might not anyway, you're going to have to make the most of day one and just put f- full foot to the floor. I just think it's going to be really odd, Adam. I think it's going to be really strange cricket we're about to see. I think we're going to see England really trying to kind of treat it almost like, well, if we're only going to get 50 overs to bat, let's try and get 280 in that time rather than nicking off. I think we could see a kind of where extremes kind of lead to one extreme leads to another, as it were. So we have an extreme condition. We'll have an extreme response Mm. from England. Uh, Whether it works, who knows? We'll find out in about 24 hours.
0: Looking forward to watching Tom Hartley bowl. I I did a game of his, I think, the last round of 2022 when he barely played red ball cricket that season. He was with Lanks mostly as a a white ball bowler and they had Matt Parkinson at their disposal who, for the most part, was their their first choice spinner. But he's been able to basically brand himself as the England Akshar, if I'm getting this right, in terms of being able to bowl into the pitch. Taller spinner going on with the arm. Uh, he, he's talked in the media leading up to the series about having a doosra and having the confidence to bowl it so that'll be a point of interest when he first uh, comes on to bowl at some stage but so a different kind of operator the jack leach will be looking to get some purchase in the surface and hold up an end and then the volatility of the natural volatility of Ryan ahmed being a, a wrist spinner a more tactile of the two crafts if you like when bowling over the top of the wrist so in tandem or, or the three of them working as a trio not huge amounts of experience there hartley hasn't been kind of the guy who's uh, made his way into the England team on the back of first class performances. It's more on gut. And the player they they couldn't pick this week, Shah Bashir, who um, is back in England. That's a story which has continued to, to bubble along. It's been a bit of a diplomatic incident as well. Yeah. But uh, the word coming through, Cam, is that he now has got his visa. Is that correct? And will be eligible for the second test match?
1: Unless you've seen breaking news in the last 20 minutes that I haven't, that I haven't heard that myself. Uh, ben Stokes and Rohit Sharma okay. were just asked about it in the press conferences. Uh, Rohit Sharma said, um, in a bit more of a difficult position to answer the question from, being from the Indian camp, um, he basically said, I don't work in the visa office, I feel sorry for the guy like, it's a shame. Uh, ben Stokes was asked if there'd been any thoughts of boycotting the match, and he said, no, we jokingly said when we're out in the UAE, uh, we're not going to leave without Bash, but kind of that was never really going to be on the cards It's one of those things, I, I, I'm struggling to really see the nuance in the in the story as it were it just it just seems bad it's like it's it's a tale as old as time with um kind of stories of players with Pakistani heritage way back when not necessarily being able to get into India Uh, and there are uh, kind of occasions of it happening vice versa as well I think it's one of those stories where when it's when you're in the kind of cricket journalist bubble, as it were. I hate using that word, but I think it's probably the best one for this scenario. You go, oh, this happens all the time. Oh, it's another case of this. Oh, it happened to Khawaja last year. Oh, it happened across the World Cup with uh, Pakistan's journalists and fans and whatever. Oh, the Pakistan team got delayed. Like, it's an old story. It's just a new iteration of it. But I think it's one of those stories where your friends who are outside the cricket world, who just kind of loosely follow it, will message you and go, what do you mean he can't get into the country? Like, that, that's, that's nuts. That's bonkers." I think that is mm. I think that's where I kind of fall down on it is that it's, it, it's not an okay situation where someone is unable to kind of get into a nation having been part of the squad when it was announced there's been enough time to get this all sorted out um, and yeah I think it's a shame and it's a real kind of like yeah it's a stain on the kind of kind of system of how it's, things are working what's also really difficult is you can't really get a reply you can't really find out there's no one to answer to it's, it's too kind of india as a nation of 1.5 billion people it's too there's no real place where you can get an answer or kind of responsibility for it if people are the bcc are asked about it and they go hey well we don't handle the visas this isn't like there's is nothing we can do about this and that's an added element of frustration there's no real accountability for a story which ultimately ends up with a 20 year old young man kind of being stranded in england when he should be kind of running drinks uh, behind me yeah, and, he, and he
0: might have even played and you're right that it's diffuse to an extent but also um, Jay Shah's old man has a fair bit of clout uh, you would have thought that there was a way of um, you know, someone picking up the phone and, and resolving it uh, before it required him returning to the UK to then get his passport stamps and, and what I, I said before I think there was some speculation online that it was all going to be sorted out at the London end. so maybe I'm, I've got one step ahead of myself there but nevertheless it, these things do tend to get sorted out but there is, um, there, there is yeah there, there is a uh, a wider story here and look it's day one of the series I haven't got the energy to get my um, <laughs> YouTube comments absolutely bombed here and um, you know I'm sure that'll happen uh, in the usual way as we work our way through the next sh- eight weeks shall we
1: talk about Tom um, Hartley um, again
0: uh, look, yeah I know right let's go back to Tom Hartley and don't, don't talk about Shaab because uh, you know
1: I've got, I've got I, I genuinely can't think of anyone who's ever been given more of a poison chalice leading into their test debut than, than Tom Hartley he's been picked because they say you are England's Aksar Patel a bloke who averaged nine with the ball in test cricket <laughs> like it's, it, it's so hard you, you, whenever someone comes in say it's like our deviled brevis and they go oh baby AB and you yeah. go car oh, you don't want to put you don't want to yeah. kind of big up these guys or ran Ahmed comes in and goes oh could be England's next Adol Rashid and the whole thing is you don't make those comparisons because they're unfair on players and we've plucked this guy mm. from county cricket and they've we've absolutely kind of money balled it and gone he bowls the ball from really high and he just chucks it into the kind of the earthquake that's happening in the middle of the pitch is going to rag somewhere and it's going to be brilliant, it's going to work. And by all accounts, like, <laughs> by all accounts it might work and everyone who's seeing him bowl, especially out in the UAE um, have been really impressed with him. And it, but I still, I still feel for the guy so much because he's going to get, take the ball tomorrow morning or the day after. And the expectation is he'll be able to take 10 for 90 because, and it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen.
0: Well, the one thing is, he's going to have to bowl a lot of overs because, with one seamer uh, being Mark Wood, who doesn't bowl long spells, like the, the, the reason for picking Mark Wood is the impact that he can provide at pace. Maybe the ball gets reversing, maybe yeah. it doesn't, but you know, he's not going to bowl a six to eight over spell. That's improbable from Mark Wood, especially in the heat. So. Uh, by the way, how warm is it there? I, I, I neglected to mention um, that uh, this time of year. It's, like, what
1: are we- it's warm enough to make a boy from Southwest London sweat quite a lot, but I don't actually think it's that hot. Yeah, um, it's quite cool at the okay. moment. But I've been told—I was told—it gets really hot around three thirty or four o'clock, and I—I I felt like I was being lied okay. to because I went, "That's not how—that's okay. not okay. how the weather works." Well, where still, I'm it,
0: from. It, 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 yeah, so it won't be like it was when Wood was in Sri Lanka around this time of year three years ago, when like four overs was his max. But still, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bowlers like Hartley. And you can be sure that India will go after Hartley in exactly the same way they went after Leach three years ago when Leach was targeted successfully by them. He did get into that um, innings and into that match subsequently. But still, there's an idea that you can go after a young spinner, especially if Rowett's in the middle with all that confidence he has against spin um, early on. Uh, We we haven't um, actually mentioned Brad Coley yet, which seems odd given the podcast has been running for 20 minutes and Coley... Uh, being uh, only the you know the biggest name in, in the global game for the last 15 years or something like that, um, uh, you know. Uh, speaking of guys that came in, you know, when he walked in, he was the new satchin wasn't he? Sure. It? It's, it's a it's a it's a long running tale. Players being given uh, that that poison chalice that you referred to with Hartley, um, but uh, yes. Yeah, so Coley not being there, uh, and and not being there for personal reasons as well, um, it does draw some focus to what the Indian eleven might look like. Although. Rohit kept pretty quiet in his yeah. press conference today about that. I suppose there's still a debate going on around Kuldeep Yadav against Akshar. Kuldeep was brilliant in the World Cup, different format of the game, but still um, uh, still he was the man in form throughout the course of that home tournament. Akshar Patel enjoying such great success against England and Australia, albeit against Australia more with the bat um, this time last year. So that feels like the main selection question for them yeah. with the usual firm of Ashwin and Jadeja leading up the spin group.
1: For sure. Rohit Sean was, he was very shitty sure about like. The whole 11 he was he was just he was weighing up the pros and cons of axar versus cool deep he wasn't committed on the wicket keepers he didn't really talk about the batting lineup at all um i think coley's absence is kind of a one of it changes the feel of the series a little bit because he's just such a high profile kind of superstar of the sport but i don't think it will make that much of a difference to the opening two games at least it's going to be a game a series defined by who takes their wickets the fastest with kind of 50s and 60s being potentially being match winning scores and well someone whoever replaces Kohli could chip in with kind of a quick 540 and that is almost worth as much as the 60 that Kohli might get so I still wouldn't I wouldn't say that it's significantly harmed India's chances um, but it has significantly harmed my enjoyment of the match being someone here, one here wanting to watch Virat Kohli
0: all right Cam uh, before we uh, well it's not really something of a final word Hall of Fame but I've got an idea uh, yeah. let's move to that now the Final Word Hall of Fame will, throughout the series, be brought to you by Westfield London and Westfield Stratford City. Cam, I was at um, Westfield Parish Lucky yesterday uh, celebrating, uh, yeah, la-di-da, uh, it was right near the, the place where we were staying for my wife's 40th birthday uh, with the kids and I, I, used their, um, I used their bag lockers so we could have a bit of explore on the final day after nice. checking out. Um, so, that, um, so it shows that I'm brand loyal, I'm really living the Westfield thing. Um, but uh, I should tell you that at the final word, we love a lot of things. Running out the non-striker, Titch Freeman, flavoured milk, Wally Hammond leaving his dick somewhere in the Caribbean. It's very good. We said during the World Cup, uh, Sheehan at Westfield, good copywriter. But there's one thing we absolutely don't love, downloading apps to park in specific places. sheen has been listening to our shows through the summer because I, I often complain about that in Melbourne that, or Australia full stop that you get there and you've got to download a new app every time you want to fucking park your yeah. car um, but as much as like, uh, what was it? but much like the No Homers Club we're allowed to have one that we love ah oh, I see yeah. and that app is W Park W Park is the brand new parking solution for Westfield shopping centres in the UK and it's the smoothest and easiest way to park your car at Westfield London and Westfield, Stratford City. Waiting in line to pay for your parking while your overstimulated and overtired children are running around screaming is a thing of the past. Once you've downloaded the app and registered your vehicles, you can drive straight in and straight out and payment will happen automatically. Oh my god. That's a good that's a good advance. So what are you waiting for? Download W park from Google Play or the App Store today and enjoy the smoothest parking experience of your life. Westfield, London, Stratford City, more extra, less ordinary. Cam, that, that sounds like a good solution
1: I, to me. I'm, I'm excited. One thing I, I do have to complain about, though, uh, flavoured milk. I think it's a, one of the great, it is the single greatest stain on Australia's <laughs> fine and chequered history. Just grown grown men, just with strawberry milk on their top lip walking around. Can't get my head around it. Uh, but aside from that, I'm very excited to park. And final work, Hall of Fame? I've got a hall of fame. Have you got a hall of fame. Yeah,
0: what I wanted to do for hall of fame today, Cam. Given you've just arrived in India, yeah. and you've never been before. It, no, you know, it is an experience arriving in a new country for the first time, no matter where it is. It's often um, augmented in India because it's such a vibrant place, so much going on straight away. Um, just give
1: us your first reflections of being in this new vast, extraordinary country. I've been I've been here for what nine hours. Uh, simple as anything from the airport straight through. Uh, got to my hotel uh, lost the booking doesn't exist Uh, currently homeless for the evening Um, but it'll be it'll be resolved (laughs) it's fine it just has to be resolved Uh, I've got to sleep somewhere it will be Uh, there is um, Arshad behind the desk has been really nice and so I've actually aside from that I've actually had a very lovely day I wandered from my hotel to where the rest of the journos are stopped off at kind of a local breakfast place got myself a chai had had a wander along to the hotel I've had a really lovely day I just don't have anywhere to sleep and um, hey hey details details these things do work themselves out. Always. The one thing I've
0: learned traveling through India quite a bit is that whenever you have some problem with your accommodation, another solution always um, presents itself. So I wish you well. Um, maybe we'll leave it there uh, today. I've realized now we've been chatting for the better part of half an hour. So these podcasts won't be this long on playing days. We'll no show chance. some discipline and try and keep them to roughly 20 minutes. I so tell your friends it'll be Cam Ponsonby at all five test matches every single day. Uh, Myself, Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon uh, tapping in at different points and maybe some other special guest hosts. We haven't um, completely mapped out what the five test matches will look like. What we do know though is there'll be a show every single day for Westfield London. Westfield, Stratford City, more extra, less ordinary. Cam, uh, good luck with your hunt for a bed tonight. Uh, looking forward to catching up tomorrow. Can't wait. See you then.